The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 28th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Matthew writes, Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, dear saints, I have to think that that first Good Friday must have seemed anything but good. Along with some of the faithful followers, the two Marys, they had seen their Lord tortured and suffering unthinkable agony, mocked, humiliated, and left there to die. They sat on the sidelines and watched the life drain from his once strong body. The one who had spoken with such authority and hope, now lifeless and hanging on a cross. All their hopes were blotted out just as surely as his life was. After taking his body down from the cross, they had done all they could. Hurriedly preparing him for burial so they could observe the Sabbath, they left that garden tomb with an overwhelming sense of hopelessness. And so when dawn breaks on the first day of the week, They tentatively make their way back to the tomb, every step bringing them closer to the 
hopelessness that they left behind just a few days ago on that Friday. Every step bringing them closer to the tears, the grief, and the despair that they know is coming as they prepare themselves for the sadistic mocking that seems to come from every tomb and grave. Jesus' final words from the cross were, it is finished. But to the women and to all who looked on, it seemed as though death had had the final word. Isn't that the way that we ourselves experience death as well? Even as Christians, we live out our days knowing the hope that is ours in Christ. And yet, every grave we visit seems to mock us. Every funeral we attend seems to taunt us to doubt the resurrecting power of Jesus Christ, tempting us to despair, to heartbreak, to hopelessness. And as long as we remain on this side of eternity, the grave will always seem deceptively powerful. And now that he is defeated, the devil will always try to convince you that yes, this is the end. But today, today the Holy Spirit reveals the hidden truth for all who trust in Jesus and his forgiveness. He reveals the divine reality that death is not strong enough to hold our Lord and so is no longer strong enough to hold any of us who have our lives in Christ. Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. And because he has risen, death and the grave, well, they look completely different to us. Now, it's not that we're supposed to suddenly see death as a good thing. But in light of the Easter resurrection, death is no longer the fierce enemy that it once was. Jesus has made his way through death to life in paying the penalty for our sins. He has broken death's hold on us and transformed it into a doorway to eternity. As we live and even as we die, we can do so knowing that our Lord and Savior has been through the valley of the shadow of death and has come out the other side. He knows the way and he's promised to be with us to the very end of the age. And so he will even lead us through death to life. Because Jesus lives, because that tomb is empty. Our graves are no longer the pits of hopelessness that they once were. Is there any better news than that? 
But why is it then? That most of the time our lives don't seem any less filled with the anxieties than those of the disciples. If we know that Jesus has risen from the dead, if we know that he has conquered our greatest of enemies, why are we so often just as afraid, just as worked up, just as worried as those women were that first Easter morning? From our text, it is clear that the reason the two Marys were despairing is the same reason our lives lose that resurrection joy and confidence shortly after the sugar high of Easter day seems to fade away. And that reason is that we forget what Jesus has told us. You see, when the ladies showed up at the tomb, we get all distracted by the fact that an angel spoke to them. But all that angel did was remind them of what Jesus had already said. Do not be alarmed, the angel said. I know who you are looking for. Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified, nailed to the tree, taken down dead, and carried right here. Well, ladies, you are looking in the wrong place. He is risen. He is not here. He's alive. You really didn't think that death could hold him down, did you? I mean, you knew him. You saw what his word could do. Off you go. Go tell his disciples that he is going ahead of you all to Galilee. And you will see him there. Just as he told you. (laughs) Just as he told you. If they had simply remembered Jesus' word, they would have spared themselves much despair. But so often we forget what he has said. And even when we do remember the words, well, we seem to forget how reliable they are. Jesus' promises come true, no matter what. The problem therein lies with us, forgetting or doubting just what he has told us. Dear saints, today we are encouraged to give up our arguing with God and simply believe And rejoice in what Jesus tells us. And you will find that every word of the Lord, well, it proves true. The Marys did. And when they remembered the words Jesus had told them, their fear of the unknown was now mixed with an overwhelming sense of joy. Just as he told you. How many of the anxieties and worries of our own lives 
would evaporate if we always remembered what our Lord told us and what he has accomplished for you. But of course, wrapping our mind around the resurrection, well, it's not an easy task. When the reality of this life starts to set in, death and all other sorts of hassle seem to be the only thing that is guaranteed in this world. We're used to carrying other people to the grave. We're used to saying our goodbyes that are forever in this age. We're used to trying to sort things out for ourselves, feeling responsible for our own failures, overwhelmed by sin and shame that weighs us all down, feeling condemned, that even after celebrating a lifetime of Easter's, we still don't have our acts together. But remember, what remember what Jesus has told you. Remember what his word declares and what has taken place over these past three holy days. He is the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in him, even though they may die, will live forever. He did not come for the healthy, not for those that had their acts together, but for the sick and the stumbling, just like you and me. He has swallowed up your sin and your shame and left it lifeless in that tomb. His blood has washed you clean as snow, and he has promised to keep you in true faith as you simply listen to him. Jesus has conquered death and the grave and is risen to reign eternally for you. Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. Listen to these words of the risen one. He told us that death could not hold him. And he was right. And he tells us that he will meet us here today to fill us with the resurrection blessings as he comes to us here in the bread and in the wine. At the altar this afternoon, he will pour more life into you than you will ever need. More forgiveness than all of the world's sin. More joy than all the sorrows of this age. More peace than all the fretting in your life. Just as he said, Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. Amen.